1: Decker, Jim Rodriguez here with you. We are excited about this. We've got Brendan Tobin, host of the BetQL show, Tapped Out. Um, Welcome to the show, Brendan. Before we get into UFC 277, I want to ask you, I've seen this story popping up everywhere. Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson getting into boxing. Is this good for the sport? And what is your thought on this?
2: I mean, you know with the way things are now, Aaron, what's bad for the sport of boxing? Jake Paul boxes. Everybody boxes now, you know? So, they uh, they see what Frank Gore and Darren Williams did on the card, and uh, it gets put off a little bit because they're looking for a main event to kind of pair up with because I don't think you can sell out arena with two old running backs uh, going and, and slugging on each other, but everybody's kind of doing this now. You know, it's a popular thing for athletes to do in the off offseason, and, and a lot of them come down here to train in certain gyms, and so then they think they can do the real thing and then and, uh, people will pay to see it and um you know i i gotta say you know i'm kind of getting tired of it but i know that that's not really for the boxing fan it's kind of just for the people who are like oh, i'll check it out
0: hey brendan jim rodriguez here you you've had me on your show and you, and you've asked my thoughts on on jake paul well now i want to ask you your thoughts on jake paul Fighting uh next week in Madison Square Garden. I mean, that's that's in and of itself that Jake Paul is the main event at Madison Square Garden in a and in a boxing event. And he's actually fighting for the first time an actual boxer, not an NBA guy, not a not a, not an ex MMA guy that wasn't a striker. Your thoughts? I mean, I think I think Jake Paul is amazing because of the eyeballs, and I think he's making that transition to being a legitimate boxer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with Jake Paul doing what he does. I just think that we've kind of lost the point of what this is all supposed to be, which is we tune in to watch a celebrity go in there, and mostly people want to see Jake Paul get knocked out cold. They want to see him lose. I think that's part of the appeal. And he knows that, like, you know, and then speaking with him in interviews that I've had with him, like, he knows that's part of the game. Like, he gets people to root against him and pay a lot of money to do it. I think this whole idea of, Proving that Jake Paul is a good boxer has kind of missed the point on why he's doing this. Like, I don't really expect Jake Paul to ever really be a title contender. And I don't know if that's because Jake Paul is now kind of in the culture of boxing. He does have, you know, legitimate trainers and legitimate sparring partners. And he's in the promotion. He's done wonders for somebody like a uh, women's champion, Amanda Serrano. And it was a great fight with Katie Taylor. So I don't know if he's gauged towards more like I want to be. Legitimized by this whole boxing world, but I don't know how many people are going to go pay to see him fight the son of a guy who was relative uh, was relevant twenty five years ago. Like, I know they have somewhat of a a sparring beef, but it was much more interesting when he was going to fight Tommy Fury. You have the Fury name; Tommy Fury is a big deal in the UK, is a big reality star as well. So that just had more mainstream appeal to this next week. So. I think for it to be interesting, he has to go do what he did to Woodley in the last fight and get a viral knockout for people to keep
3: caring because
2: I don't know if people are fucking over $60 to to watch him fight next week.
3: Hey, Brandon, this is Mario transitioning to the UFC card we have this weekend. Coming off one of the biggest upsets we've seen in UFC history, Pena is still an underdog against Nunez after she tapped her out in the second round. Do you think Pena can take her out again can take out the arguably the best woman fighter we've ever seen and if she can do you think she can do it by knockout this time or submit her or decision
2: well it's it, it, it's an interesting thing. yes obviously she can do it because we've seen her do it um and that was one of the funny things i remember doing the preview show going into this we were discussing you know the odds were like she was plus 650 and minus 1000 for for amanda who you know, is the undisputed woman's goat. She's beaten everybody there is to beat. And, you know, between beating Cyborg and Valentina Shevchenko twice and Ronda Rousey and Tate and Holly Holm. So she had done it all. Um, and, and I, I, you know, for, for Juliana to pull that off, yeah, it was a massive shock to everybody. But it, it'd be hard to argue that she can't do it again. We've seen her do it. I think the thing that why the odds are the way they are, why Amanda is still favored is, people are almost in disbelief that Amanda had that poor performance. We've never seen her look that bad since we're talking back when she lost to Cat Zingano years ago, when she was still on the up and up and, and had a lot of cardio issues back then. Um, you know, she, she's had a lot of fame. She left her gym down here in South Florida, the American top team, which has one of the best women's stables of all time. They have Kayla Harrison and a lot of young and up and coming hungry female fighters that she got to train with. And I, I don't know if that, the pressure of of having all these people kind of gun for her was too much or just having everybody, you know, want her under her, you know, want her tutelage and things like that. But, you know, she ended up leaving the gym and opened her own little private facility down here in Sunrise. And she says she's more focused. She says all the right things that a champion says, you know, more focused, you know, uh, has more hunger now that she's lost the belt. You know, we've heard these types of things before, but I I do have some skepticism, like, is it just the end for somebody – as great as Amanda, because we do see this in the UFC too, where even the legends, when they lose, they start to fall off and they fall off hard. You know, a uh, uh, Tyron Woodley who lost to Jake Paul, he was a he was an incredible welterweight champion, one of the best welterweight champions. But when it was over, it was over. So I, I do think that there, there's definitely you know a value in a Juliana Pena because we've seen her already do what people thought was unthinkable.
0: Yeah, and, and when Brendan, comes- for me, you, you, you hate to disrespect a fighter, but I, I, having been lucky enough to be at that fight, she didn't look, Amanda didn't look like herself. She was eating too many punches. It almost seemed like she she wasn't even there uh, physically or mentally. Um, how does this fight end? What, is, what, what can she do different? And if you were going to lay a little scratch on this, how would you bet and, and what round, how does we finish it? What would Brendan Tobin do?
2: I think the thing that is going to be – we're going to know a lot in in the early goings of this because the thing that was so noticeable about Amanda was, you know, she was getting outstruck by Juliana, like like barely looked like she could lift her arms. And I think mm-hmm. for her, if she comes into this in better shape and, and can push that pace a little bit more, I don't think Juliana is going to have a shot. But if those cardio issues creep up again, yeah, I think Juliana can wear her out again. She has got a good wrestling background, and while Amanda is – you know, a black belt in jujitsu. She doesn't go to it a ton. And I think that that stuff will start creeping in her head if she can't put her away again early. So I think that if I was leaning Amanda, I would lean on, on getting her early and and stopping her by TKL and finish. But, you know, as those rounds start to wear on, like, I think that the the idea of a Juliana pulling off something late is where I would expect her to do it. I, I think the thing that, I'm gonna have a hard time believing though, is that you know with her her reactions being so slow on the feet the last time and Joanna just being able to really just stick anything in her face, um, she I'm with you, just didn't look like herself. It's just a question of was that because she didn't take it seriously, or is that because you know father time is is starting to catch up with her and and that this is just the other end for her?
1: Brendan, are there any props that you like in this fight, whether it's, you know, go the distance, total rounds, anything you like here with this fight prop-wise?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in, in, in doing something with, with with Juliana late. Like, the idea of, of getting her in the in the later rounds, like, you know, I, I think that, that that speaks to me a little bit because I like the gas tank on Amanda. Like, it's going. She's going to try and press and get something early. Like, I feel like she's coming into this to prove a point um and that may be something where like maybe if she it does start looking like in a round two maybe if you start looking her in the corner and you start seeing that she is uh starting to 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 fade a little bit you believe that maybe juliana can pull off something late so that could be something uh i'm 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 pretty interested in as far as i'm concerned you know the other thing is you know you're you're even though you're getting amanda as as probably you know not as heavy a favorite as she definitely is so people will see the value in that i think for for juliana like You're still looking at her as a dog, and we just saw her win this fight.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Yeah, nine to one if this match ends in the fourth round. By the way, fourteen to one if it ends in the fifth round. So there's some value in those later rounds. Real quick, Brendan, talk talk to us about the comain comains a juicy too.
2: Yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, it's an interim Flyweight Championship match between Brandon Moreno, who recently had the belt, and Kai Kara France who has uh, really come on as of late. Um, you know, these guys have been uh, been gunning for each other. They've, they, they've fought previously, and Moreno got the better of it. Uh, this flyweight division has been really revitalized. It's, it's got a lot of fun fighters. It's interesting that, you know, this was another division that had a dominant champion for years in Demetrius Johnson, and then after he left the promotion, it kind of opened up a lot of doors for everybody. And uh, the, the the reigning champ right now, Figueroa, has uh, an injury and may not even be long for the division. So this could essentially be who's going to be on top of that division for a little bit, um, you know, this is one of those where I really, I really do like the dog in Car France because I think that uh, we've, you know, Moreno, as fun as he is and as emotional as he is, like he is a vulnerable fighter. Like he's a guy that does get hit. Uh, a bit of an unorthodox striker, he kind of has this peeky boot kind of style with his hands and um, has improved greatly with his striking. But Car France is an absolute animal. So and has shown a lot of improvement since losing that rematch. And so with with Amanda and Juliana, you, you're. You wonder if there's going to be less change because the turnaround is so quick. These guys just fought. How much can somebody like Amanda Nunes improve in that regard or change things? Um, is she just at where she's at? Carl Frantz and, and Moreno fought three years ago, and I think there could be a lot of growth in the game. He was 25-26 when that last fight happened. You know, he's and, and the UFC, the prime comes a little bit later than it does for something like in boxing where you're almost on the tail end at that point. A lot of these fighters don't really hit their prime until they get to, like, 30 years old and 31, 32. It really doesn't end to, like, around 34. So, Carl um, France is an interesting one for me uh, going into this one.
3: You kind of mentioned it in uh, your answer right there. Moreno's a experienced jiu-jitsu mastermind, black belt in jiu-jitsu, where France is the opposite stand-up guy, wants to. Really duel it out. Only a blue belt in jujitsu, and for those who don't know, that's a pretty, pretty big gap. How quick do you kind of expect for Marino to try to really go to the ground and try to get him on a submission?
2: Yeah, I think he's. I think he knows what his path to victory is. But you know, the thing is with even the guys who are good on the ground is, you know, he's been in some some fun slugfest now the last couple times uh, against somebody like Figueroa. Now Figueroa is also very dangerous as a submission artist, so he's. That's not somebody where he is uh, maybe going to be as prone to go to the ground as he maybe would for a guy like Carl Franz, But I do think that there is an element to where, you know, Brandon Moreno's done a lot of growing in that, and I think he believes in it. And I think that he uh, thinks that, you know, I can, I can definitely outstrike a guy like Carl Franz too. So you always wonder about that ego game and how long it will take him to go to that plan B. You know, sometimes these guys go in there and they like to show off, especially against the guy that he beat. No, 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 I'm going to show you that. I can, I can outstrike you too. And so that's, that's always interesting to me is like, when do they go to that, to that, that plan B in the, in the, in the midst of a match and especially against the guy that he's already been in there with. Um, what are some of your best
1: bets for this UFC, um, card that you see right now? Maybe, you know, I'm sure you've already placed some, but somewhere there's still some value for our listeners.
2: I got to tell you, you know, the one that uh, is interesting to me is Anthony Smith versus Magomed Ankalev because Ankalev is, like, one of these scary Russians. Uh, everybody is, like, very high on, and, uh, it, you know, a lot of the guys we have on, they almost feel like some of the Russian fighters, their odds get swung so heavily. Not necessarily, um, you know, like a Habib or one of these guys that's just a killer wrestler. Like, he is a, a really, really good striker, but he hasn't been steamrolling people like he's gone and he's gone uh, he's a very much been a point fighter like he's been going to the card whereas Anthony Smith being at the heights of the sport that he's been and been in there with the best of the best in this weight class for him I think he's a plus 400 right now I just yeah. think there's a lot of value in that like for the guy to be at the at the the absolute best in this division already and for Ankolev is still kind of proving his way he's been in the UFC for a while but you know, now is the time where everybody kind of thinks, oh, this is going to be the next. I, mean, I don't know. I think a guy like Anthony Smith is, uh, is, is very, very alive there. And, and for me, he is uh, the one I look on that card and I'm just like, I just, I, that's just too tasty to be the, to, to stay with the guy. But the guy who's been in there with the best of the best, the John Jones, the Glover to shares, where maybe he's color short, he's also on a win streak right now. He's been finishing pools. He's super tough, uh, well rounded. I mean, he's good on striking, he's good in wrestling, he's good, uh, all over the place. And and I think that ankle is, is definitely solid, but I just think it's a little bit too I, I look at that and I'm just like, man, I just seem way too lopsided for where both of these guys are at in their career. Um maybe as opposed to like a Derek Lewis who's also taking on one of those Russian guys who's who's looking at him and they're saying he's a gatekeeper. But you know Derek Lewis has been a little bit more up and down and Anthony Smith's in the middle of a, a three fight win streak
1: awesome that was odyssey's brendan tobin on the roman guest line get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ed all from the comfort and privacy of your own home go to getroman.com betql now to get 15 dollars off your first month that's getroman.com slash betql so awesome to have brendan on um some bets i'm gonna place and tail i wanted to ask him about his twitter bio photo because that really is something do you know about that really quick j-rod because i have questions
0: (laughs) well he's a he's a morning show host here in miami so he's he's one of those wacky morning show guys man that's all you need to say he's a good listener he's a good dude
1: (laughs) is jaws about to eat him in that photo what are we Uh, doing there he Uh likes
0: he likes sharks in his miami heat that's all you know uh, that's all he needs in his world
1: all right Well, we like talking NFL futures. We're going to get into defensive player of the year odds coming up next.